Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, the show that promotes positive people. Tune in live on Mondays at 12 noon Eastern or listen live and 24-7 at www.wealthysistersradio.com. We know you will be inspired, empowered, and informed by the incredible women featured. And now it's showtime. Ladies and gentlemen, our host, entrepreneur, author, speaker, Deborah Hardnett. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, sponsored by Wealthy Sisters Media Group. You can visit us at www.wealthysistersmedia.com, that's S-I-S-T-A-S, wealthysistersmedia.com for all your branding and publishing needs. Wealthy Sisters Radio is where we proudly promote positive people, and you know our purpose is twofold. First, we love to provide you with inspiration and encouragement and that practical knowledge that you can apply to your life right now and your business to have that positive impact. And second, we have to edify, promote, and acknowledge and just say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. Today is another fabulous Monday, March 4, 2013. Yes, this is our banner year. It's time to spring into action. March is not only here, but you know, we are celebrating so much in this month, including Women's History, but we are celebrating you. That's right, the greatest audience, the smart, the savvy, and progressive. That's who you are. So if nobody's told you that today, let me be the first to say it. Well, we want to remind you that we are here every week at the same time. That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so thank you so much for spreading the word. Now, you know my next line, right? Yes, I know you do. Well, we have another great for- show for you today, as always. Yes, we do. And our show today, I'm telling you right now, you want to go and get your paper, pens, all that right now. Because when I tell you, we have none other than Miss Ty Goodwin. Now, let me just tell you who she is. See, have you been thinking about quitting your job and maybe going full-time in your business or Are you having challenges juggling your business needs and your jobs or your boss's needs? Well, our guest today, Ms. Ty Goodwin, is an expert. She's going to help you and can help you develop the best game plan for you. That's right. She is a former employed preneur, as she says, and that is, if you didn't catch it, employed entrepreneur. Ty understands the challenges of starting a business while managing a day job. So you want to learn something from someone who's been there, who's already walked in your shoes. She built a thriving career as an award-winning instructional designer in corporate America with major Fortune 500 companies. She's certified in human performance um, improvement, and she has a bachelor's and master's degree in education and has over 17 years of experience as training and development professional. This time, uh, also now, she currently has over 5,000 listeners to her monthly show that she t- um, put on a podcast right here on Blog Talk Network called Launch Talk. 
So you definitely want to know more about her. We're going to have talk about her show today, talk about all the things that she's doing and how she can assist you as well. And just to let you know, people know about her now. She's been in all types of publications. She received an honorable mention at Small Business Trends Magazine uh, as a small business influencer. She's also been in a, uh, the acclaimed Forbes.com. So that's just to name a few. So you know what to do right now. you got to go call everybody. Text them, Facebook, tweet them, tell them to dial right now, 347-838-9278. That's 347-838-9278 so that they can tune into the show. Or if you can't catch all of it, you can catch this show and all of our others. That's right, 24-7 at WealthySistersRadio.com. Remember, we're on iTunes as well. You can download us there free on iTunes, yes. So I encourage you right now to go ahead and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes under Wealthy Sisters. Remember, that's S-I-S-T-A-S, Wealthy Sisters, and you can follow us there. And if you've logged in on the Blog Talk Network, click follow right there so that you can get a reminder of our show. Well, as we said, we have the dynamic Miss Ty Goodwin that's here with us today. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, wow, I cannot wait to get into this conversation. I know you all are buzzing out there about it. So, again, stay tuned. You're tuned in to Wealthy Sisters Radio. Having more money won't solve your problems but being a trusted client of Visionary Financial Strategies will. Your help begins on the web by contacting VFStrategies.com. That's VFStrategies.com. Or 410-929-4837. Again, 410-929-4837. At Visionary Financial Strategies, every financial move must have a purpose. Visionary Financial Strategy. Three women are murdered every day. Around the world, at least one in three women has been or will be abused in her lifetime. It's time to change these statistics. Join Saving Promise, a national grassroots movement that's bringing about real change. Visit www.savingpromise.org to join our One Voice campaign and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Text My Promise to 20222 to make a $5 donation. We need your voice. Together we can live, thrive, and be free of domestic violence. Yes, that's right. You know, we're celebrating, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we're celebrating Women's History this month. We definitely want to take the time out to support our uh, one of our special groups that we do support here, Saving Promise, who is bringing about domestic um, violence awareness. And it's a phenomenal organization. I encourage you to really, really go to their website right now, savingpromise.com. Go ahead and tweet to them. Um, also, if you go and listen to the commercial, go ahead and, and text them so that you can don't make that donation of $5. It's definitely a great, great cause. And we're going to air that uh, again in the show today. Well, again, I am so grateful to have everybody. The lines are packed out. I tell you what. We're still talking about New Year's resolutions, huh? People ready to walk off those jobs and take on their financial freedom. But before you do that, our very, very special guest today, Ms. Ty Goodwin, who is the creator of Launch While Working, is on the line with us today. And she's got some great advice to help you get that exit strategy together. So hello, Ty. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters. 
Deborah, thank you and hello. I am so excited to have this conversation with you and with your listeners this morning. Thank you so yes. much for the invitation. Yes, yes, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Like I said, I love what you're doing. This is just a fabulous topic. Um, myself, I love being an entrepreneur, and I know there are so many out there who want that freedom. And I have so many experiences in being an entrepreneur, and I can tell you from firsthand, it is so important to have that exit strategy together, you know. I mean, you never can have all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed, but what you are doing, preparing people and helping them juggle. Maybe there's some people out there that don't want to leave their jobs, but what you're doing is just great. So we welcome you again to the show today. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, you're, you're so right about people needing to be prepared. Whether you want to start your own business or not, if that, you know, thought never really crossed your mind before, you still want to be prepared in case, you know, the inevitable happens and you don't know what your job is going to do. Exactly, exactly. You know, and it, that is if, if, if a person today, and, and, I, and I know that there are still people out there who might still feel that sense of security on the job, who may think that this is something that they'll be doing for a while or, you know, nothing could really happen to them. It is so important that you just made that statement because preparation is is, is so important, even for those who may not be considering. Because I know oftentimes a lot of our guests that we've had on the show uh, as as we celebrate our fourth season this year have said that, they weren't looking to start a business. Maybe it was something that happened, they got laid off, they got fired, and it was an opportunity for them to start. So, hey, here's a here's a great way, like you said, to be prepared. Well, I have a true story about that. Now, I have been preparing for my exit from corporate America for a while. And okay. so my, tar- my target date was going to be, you know, December of 2012. Mm-hmm. In August, now, I got married in June of last year. And oh, congratulations. About, um, uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. But a month after I came back from the honeymoon and feeling good, um, mm-hmm. my job, who I had worked for, I worked from them, for them from home for about four and a half years. They mm-hmm. decided that I needed to relocate to Massachusetts. Now, Deborah, I am in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to keep and, uh, you in a move from one cold to another, huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, you know, I said you know, I was able to say no to that opportunity because mm-hmm. I was prepared. I had an exit strategy in place. I had been launching while working, you know, for the last two and a half, three years, building mm-hmm. my business, building my brand online. But here's something that's really interesting. There was another woman in Florida, and they were making the same requirement of her. And Deborah, mm-hmm. the fear in her voice, she was um, a mom with two small kids under four. Her mm-hmm. husband was in Florida, and this was her first job in the U.S. Right, so you know she had all those things, and they were requiring her to physically move from Florida to go to Massachusetts. And she's trying to figure out how to split her household and what to do, and and all the panic in her voice. I could hear every time we talk, and all I could say was, "God, I'm so thankful that I have an exit strategy and I'm prepared." Right, right, and you know that's incredible. You know we could we could go off on so many topics uh, just just from that 
that uh, scenario alone, how our lives are governed and dictated by that employment. Not saying that relocating is not a good thing and change is not a good thing, but, you know, just like you said, that fear. And many people have been in that situation here today. What do you say to those individuals as far as preparation? I mean, how does someone get prepared for this, or what should they be doing, even if they're not thinking of uh, building a business on their own? What do you mean by be prepared? Well, Deborah, before I started working with people who were ready to launch a business or thinking about launching a business, I did a lot of work as a career coach, helping mm-hmm. people kind of create the career that they really wanted to. And it's the same thing now. You know, you have to take ownership of your career. And even if you don't think you ever want to step away and be a full-time entrepreneur, you have to manage your career as if it's your business. Right, right. So it's about, you know, your branding, your goals, your message, you know, your performance, you know, handling all those things and really having a map. You can't be what one of my bosses used to call a lane swimmer. Mm-hmm. Right? When you kind of put your head down and you only swim in your lane, that's all you ever do. You've got to be connected. You've got to figure out where you want to be. You've got to look at contingencies, right? right. You've got to stay prepared and you've got to stay developed. And if you have all those cylinders going on, if you're really managing your career as if it was a business or as if you're kind of like an independent contractor, you're always going to be in a much better position to make a shift or make a move or even negotiate if you have to. Mhm, mhm. And now let's—I know we kind of jumped into it because this is just such a hot topic here. But let's kind of talk a little bit about how you guys started in this career, like where you grew up, and what you know what led you to this field of career development, and on to you know you wanting to start your own business. Well, you know, I grew up in Philadelphia, so I'm mm-hmm. a East Coast girl. And, you know, I always loved learning. I always loved school. So I think it was kind of inevitable that I would become a teacher. And so I taught, you know, public school. I did AmeriCorps. And then I ended up in corporate training. Okay. So that's how I got into, you know, performance development and, you know, training and everything from designing instruction to stand-up training to even developing e-learning courses. Okay. 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 That's beautiful. Oh yeah, I, I loved it. I love learning, and but but what's really key for me to understand is not just loving learning for myself, but you know what? I love when people get an aha moment. Okay, okay. And yeah, and that's what teaching and coaching started becoming about more about. You know, I realized at some point that you know corporate America was not for me. It was never going to use all the skills, all the potential that I had, I was always going to be boxed in by someone else's need. So, you know, mm-hmm. you get really good in the job and people become dependent on you so they don't create opportunities for you to grow because they need you on their team. Or, right. or just the way corporate America is, it's very exploitative and there's nothing – you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. That's just how, you know, capitalism in the world is, right? They right. want workers and they you got to produce. And I couldn't get excited about making corporations, you know, six figures and, and, you know, helping them build when I looked at how people weren't being built up. Mm-hmm. And so it became really important for me to kind of, what I say is kind of own my own brilliance and figure out a way for me to help other people take ownership of their gifts and talents and use that to have more impact and influence in the world. 
Mm-hmm. Now, would you say that that right there, just that aha moment, seeing people get it, and then the fact that you can see what happens a lot in corporate America, like you just mentioned, um, the skills not being, I guess, celebrated or even uh, encouraged to develop because they want to keep you in that area or, you know, you're, you're, you're not encouraged to develop or grow because, there may be some all type of competition or whatever from the boss or what have you there. So, it, was that your inspiration for starting Launch While Working? No, you know, my inspiration for starting Launch While Working came from two things. Mm. Um, number one, it started my whole entrepreneurial journey started because I have a daughter. I have a ten year old, and. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things that there's a, there's a proverb that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I looked at a lot of women, and even when I was a classroom teacher, I looked at a lot of parents who were telling their kids to go to school mm-hmm. so they could go to college and get a good job, but then go to mm-hmm. a job that you hated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So how do you, you know, put that out there? I want you to go to school and get good grades and work really hard right. so that you can get a job and you'd be stressed out and you don't like what you do. So, you know, we got to change that dynamic. You know, I wanted my daughter to be really excited about her life. I wanted her right. to be really excited about her opportunities. So part of that means being a role model and saying, okay, am I really excited about the work that I get to do? Right, right. Because, you know, that's so important. You have kids who are creative or, you know, it's happened to all of us. We may have wanted to go through this particular path, but no, we were steered this way because that's where the money is. That's where the security is. That's where the good job is going to be. It's so Mm -hmm. true. Oh, absolutely. Now, so that was the mm-hmm. first part of what inspired me, you know, to really pursue my passion. I have three, three, you know, core values that kind of dictate, you know, the moves that I make. And one is I have to be able to live on purpose. I have to be able to work my passion. I have to be able to practice prosperity. And so mm-hmm. entrepreneurship allows me to do those things. But launch while working came from this. I was a single mom at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have the the you know, resources to be out there every day, networking with people and building a business. You know, my daughter was in bed by 8 o'clock. I had, you know, two or three hours in the evening. What am I going to do? I said, you know, well, first I'll go back and get my master's degree, and then I'll start a business. That was my brilliant plan. Right, <laughs> right. And But what I would find is when I would talk to other people who were full-time entrepreneurs, Deborah, I got, I got snubbed. You know, they would say, uh-huh. you're not a real entrepreneur. Uh-huh. You know, you're not out there full-time. You haven't made yeah. the leap. And I got really discouraged. And then I said, no, wait a minute. I'm going to do some research. Right. And I started looking at some real success stories. And so two quick stories, and you know these names when I say them, but my favorite two employedpreneurs, Damon John, who's Mm -hmm. on the Shark Tank, who absolutely loved him on that, you know, show. But he started his company when he was working at Red Lobster. Yes. <laughs> right. You know, so he read Red Lobster and he's coming home, you know, laying patterns and selling stuff at his kitchen table. You know, That's after right. he got a mortgage, you know. And then the other one, you know, who I'm absolutely thrilled to share her story all over the place is Sarah Blakely of Spanx. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Oh, I love right? her story. She didn't even tell her family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, she had a, a day job and she was launching Spanx on the side and now she is, isn't she the youngest? Female self-made billionaire, and I always say billionaire with the B, so people yes. really understand, you know, how successful she is. But she launched 
while she was working. So I started finding all these stories of people who were doing exactly what I wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is I couldn't find a community of people that were talking about this. Everybody was kind of ashamed about having a day job, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to tell people that you got a day job and you're supposed to have a business. And I wanted to take the stigma off that. I wanted to create a community of people who could Mm -hmm. support each other. Hey, listen, I can't talk during my nine-to-five. I can't mm-hmm. network then, but I can find a group of people, and we can do business after hours because we all have the same schedule. Right, right. And today with the way our virtual worlds are, I mean, depending on what type of business you're in, no one really still has to know if there were a, a, a concern or not of theirs, what you did. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is good. I love that. I love that. So, you know, today in this climate still – there are some people that believe that uh, starting a business is risky. Now, it can, it can, we know, can uh, have risk with it. But, you know, why would you say a person should start their own business? You've kind of alluded to some of those points, I believe, in, from what you said. But what are some of the particular reasons why you suggest a person to start a business? Well, you know, you're so right about that whole phrase, risky. But, you know, there's a lot of other things that are risky. The stock market is risky. Yes. But if you invested in the right, like if you had invested in um, a little company called uh, Macintosh or Apple, (laughs) you know, way back (laughs) when, if you had invested, you'd be, um, you know, you'd have a lot of money by now, right? So you've got to take those risks sometimes. And, you know, also the way the economy has been and the job market has been, your job can be as just a bigger risk you know, as you starting a business, right. right, because you don't know. So what I say to that is the reasons why you do it is simply because, well, there are a few reasons. One, if you've got a vision and a passion for something, you really should not deny that. You know, you really have to listen to your, you know, your heart. And that, that verse I shared earlier, that proverb about hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, I've seen so many women who say, well, I have to put it off, I have to put it off, and then we wonder why we're, you know, depressed and frustrated and unhealthy in so many other ways because mm-hmm. I feel, I, I really believe that we're trying to fill the void of pursuing our passion and purpose with mm-hmm. stuff that is never going to satisfy us. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, so we've mm-hmm. got to take that into account. Now, the numbers, when you take a look at companies that have started during a recession or when the economy, you know, has been down, mm-hmm. um, CNN, Disney, General Motors, all these mm-hmm. fantastic companies that are still around, Microsoft, they all mm-hmm. started during a recession. So there have been people that have been taking this kind of risk for years, and it has paid off. So that's Mm -hmm. another one. And then you mentioned a third thing that I think is really big with this is technology has made it such. Um, has kind of leveled the playing field. It used to be yes. if you wanted to start a business, you had to have a brick-and-mortar shop set up. You know, you had to do it only during business hours. It could only be local business. There were all these barriers to entry. You know, you had to have $100,000 right now to buy a franchise. You had to have all those things in place. Technology mm-hmm. has been a game-changer in making uh, business ideas more accessible and more doable, you mm-hmm. know, without having to break your bank or break your back. It's, I mean, I always use the show. I mean, just the mere fact that we're here on a, a the Blog Talk Network, what an incredible uh, opportunity and game changer that has done for the radio industry. I mean, to for you, you know, to launch your show, what would you have to have done if you were in a traditional terrestrial radio a few years ago? So, yeah, it's 
definitely uh, enabled that technology is a huge piece there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's social media, it's blogging, it's the mm-hmm. online radio show, it's video. I mean, there are just so many opportunities to get your message out there, to find your audience and connect, but you do have to know, you know, who your audience is and really what you want to sell and what you want to market. So there are some there's some learned, you know, pieces that you have to get together, but there's a learning curve with lots of different things, and that shouldn't deter people um, from launching their business or from pursuing their passion. Right, and I'm glad you said that because you said there's a learning curve in everything. This is no different. It's no different. There's a process. You just have to be prepared for that process. So tell me now, um, we talked about someone starting their business. Why? And you named some very, very valid points why someone should look at starting their own business. What? Okay, you've got people that are tuned in, they're downloading the show. What steps should someone take that wants to start a business? Because I, I know that there are some that have probably started a business before, maybe it didn't work or, you know, they gave up or the family, they had to move, you know, just all types of dynamics. Or maybe they're running a business and they don't quite feel like they have a handle on it and they've been treating it like a hobby perhaps. What steps should a person take or where would you say they need to start? in order to begin building a business? You know, that's a great question. I've got four four quick things I can tell you that they want to start with, and I want to lay the groundwork for this by the number one thing that people want to do. Mm-hmm. You need to have a shift, mm-hmm. and you have to Ooh. shift from thinking like an employee to yes. an entrepreneur, right? And that's Say that I'm again. You I'm a mindset Mindset lover, yes. Say Absolutely. it again. You have to shift from thinking like an employee to thinking like an entrepreneur. And what does that mean, Ty? What does that mean? Absolutely. Well, this is one of the core coaching concepts that I work with clients on. And it's when you're an employee, you know, you're used to giving to getting orders. You're used to someone mm-hmm. telling you what to do. You're mm-hmm. not thinking about the bottom line. You're not mm-hmm. thinking about profitability. All you're thinking about are the skills that you want to do, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's great if you're an employee, and it's even great if you have a hobby. But right. when you shift to thinking like an entrepreneur, there are some other questions that you want to answer about how to turn your passion into profit. And that's a hot, you know, slogan right now, right? Everybody's talking about how to turn your passion into a profitable right. business. right. So you always do this. You do want to start with what you're passionate about. There is no reason to start a business doing something that you hate. That would just feel like another day job, another trap, right? Mm -hmm. So you do want to start with that, but you have to have something I call your passion and profit balance, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. what entrepreneurs do. So I love computers, right? I love technology, but I've got to think about a way to make that profitable, Mm-hmm. Right? I just can't say I love it and I'm going to build computers in my basement. I've got to find a market for it. So, you know, right. the second thing with that is after you figure out what you're passionate about is figure out what problem your passion can solve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is critical because a lot of people say, well, I'm passionate about it. I just love making hats. That is fantastic. But you show me <laughs> where I can find a hat store these days, right? <laughs> yes. However, right, however, if you decide that you are going to make the most spectacular hat for right. Southern women that go to church every Sunday, right. or that go 
or, you know, for kids that are in beauty pageants, right? Right. Now you solve the problem with that passion. Right, that's right. So that's the second question. The third question is, can you find people that are willing and able to pay you to solve their problem? Okay, okay. Right, so if you take a look at our little, you know, our, you know, pageant women who want hats for their kids that are in these pageants, they pay some good cash for those gowns and those outfits, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. now you've got people that are willing to pay you. And then the fourth question you have to ask is, can you find those people so you can market to them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you start with those four questions, you get that shift made. You're not going to just think about your passion, but you're going to think about a thoughtful passion, right, that employee to entrepreneur shift, and you answer those four questions. That's where you start. And that's really important, Deborah, because here's where a lot of people start. A lot of people start with, girl, I got a business card. Right. Is that, and they get the site and all or whatever, flyers. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I, got, I right. got a business card. I got an office space. I got a website. Right. And then you say, well, do you have any clients and do you know how to find clients? Right. Uh, no. And you hear the crickets chirping in the background. you got to start with those four questions first. Right, right, And right. then there's something that I call a try-before-you-buy method. And I tell all my clients this, do not get a business card until you try it. Right, right. Right. I love that. And and I, I also would love to just talk about that mindset piece because, you know, we, we discuss that all the time here on Wealthy Sisters Radio because one of my CDs I have out is I say business is 95%. I need to change that to 99% mental. And, and, and one of those things that you talked about with that shifting from employee, I love it, uh, to employer, is is – the ones that have the business cards, maybe, you know, that, that they've gone and they've created this whole world. They've got the, the office space. They've done all these great things. But still, they they, they are watching excessive amounts of television. Um, they're still traveling like, like an employee with vacation and benefits. They're still spending <laughs> money, you know, and they're not wanting to invest that type of money that it takes to invest in the business, what what can you talk about on that? Because I, I know that's all a part of that shift that mm-hmm. has to take place, you know, not getting your nails done when you want to, but taking that and investing in advertisement or, or what have you. What can you speak on around that? You know, you've got to read success stories about people who mm-hmm. have really – you know, pursue their passion and follow their mm-hmm. purpose. A mm-hmm. lot of times we look at people where they are today. Um, mm-hmm. And I talk about, you know, people say they want to be like Oprah, you know. Right. But we're, what we're really saying is that you want to have what Oprah has. Right. You really want the journey that Oprah took to get mm-hmm. to be where mm-hmm. she is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my um, favorite success stories is the, the people who founded Paul Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. They're two, yes. two yes. guys. Yes. And, you know, we look at them now, you know, million if not billion-dollar industry, right? Yes. Um, yes. He went from Paul Mitchell to actually start, I believe it was a, a top-shelf tequila company, right? Yes. Millions of dollars that he's making there. Do you know yes. that guy was homeless and sleeping in his car Yes. at yes. some point? All right, yes. so you've got to look at people who have made those sacrifices. I mean, and, and here's the thing. You know, I've talked to people who, you know, say, well, I had a business idea, and I mm-hmm. thought about starting it five years ago. I started about, you know, thinking about it two years ago. Now, mm-hmm. you can choose to be a disciplined wisher, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. where you are really dil- diligent about wishing every day that you could start your business, mm-hmm. or 
you can start to think about, and here's where this shift is. You talked about mindset before. The mm-hmm. shift happens when you start to understand that you launching your business is not just about you, but it's about all the lives you are meant to impact and serve. Yes. Oh, that is so good, Ty. Because just like you said, what problem is your passion going to solve? What service can you provide? And we we have to be able to answer that. That is so good. I love it. I love it. Yes. It's not just about. And then, you know, I I caught uh, last evening, um, you probably saw it, or or I know some of our listeners did maybe, um, Oprah's next chapter with the Wayne family. And uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans was was telling his story with him. You know, he's the one like that's the the leader and the godfather. I'd like to call him <laughs> in that family there. And it was his vision, even though he he said he's still at a maze that this just just happened. But that's all he wanted to do was get his family out of the projects. You know, his mm. parents. He wanted to make an easier way because it was. Ten of them, ten kids. So, the, uh-huh. and he started in comedy with the idea of not just doing it for him, but making a way for the family. Now you see, there's a second generation, as we see, that's coming about. And you know, it's it's just incredible when you start a thing and you realize that it is not just about you. It is it's about the people that you're affecting. I love that. I love it. Oh, ab- absolutely. You know, I'm 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 working on a book of Monday morning pep talks. I've been writing pep talks for about two and a half, three years now, and yes. one of the um, pep talks talks about when your vision is just about you mm-hmm. it's all about your ego mm, yeah. you know it's that's yeah. not really vision that's that's your ego talking because it's all about yeah. you but when yeah. you start to think about who you were meant to serve and I really do believe that you know I, yeah. I wholeheartedly believe that when you have a calling it is not an option right you know you have right. to pursue that. It's what you were created for. It's what, you know, is in you. And right. you'll be really, really, again, you'll be trying to fill that void with a whole bunch of other stuff, and you right. will never be satisfied until you live out your purpose. Right. Oh, I love it because, you know, I think a lot of times, and you let me know what your opinion is on it, that ego you know, I say that a, a lot about the business part. You know, those business cards. That's the ego of rushing, wanting to get the business cards. You want to see your name on your cards. Or, or you know, when you try to tell people, maybe you don't want to go and get office space. You don't have to have office space. You can do things virtually. That ego of seeing that building or seeing those things there, you can do it differently uh, by, you know, not letting that ego drive you. <laughs> have you have you kind of noticed that as well? Oh, that that could... oh yeah, a- absolutely. You know, my brother has a song in one of his, um, has a line in one of his songs. He's a Christian rapper. And mm-hmm. this, this line, I've used this in another pep talk that I wrote, but the line says, everybody wants to be, but nobody oh. wants to become. Oh, wow. And wow. I said, that is so, now my brother will ask me not all profound. that deep, but. Yeah, and yeah. that you know, and and that's the kind of society we live. People want to be; they want to just be right. there without right. doing the steps behind it, the work behind it. And you know, ninety percent right. of what we see, we're looking at a we're looking at an almost finished product. Right, 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 right. We're not it's looking a process. at this. Oh, absolutely! Right. Everything is a process. Right, and you, we can't cheat the process, no matter what, no matter what, you know. And that's 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 the. It's always, if you, if you would say the double edged double edged sword, you know, that technology, everything is a lot faster, it's quicker. I mean, 
even with the social media and all of that, you can, I believe, you can kind of look at some of the, maybe the challenges that some of them might have had uh, in their business operations is because they got it so fast, it's so young, and they haven't had that ability to have that process of learning um, in business. And so now you have people that start businesses like this, and they want, because they see something, uh, they go overnight, a sensation, and they want the same thing to happen to their business. And after a year, you know, they're already crying about how much money they spent. <laughs> and I want to say, okay, <laughs> you finish? All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're going to have to spend yeah. more. <laughs> well, you know, um, yeah. there was... There was an episode on Shark Tank and yes. uh, with Miss Dave and John and you know, the the guy who was, you know, asking for money from the sharks, he was saying yes. that he expected his business to be profitable in like the next year. Yeah. And he wanted their money to fund his you know, to fund him and his lifestyle for the next year while he made the business profitable. And I remember Damon just looked at him like he was crazy. He said, Do you know how long it took me to turn a profit in my business? And I think it took about nine years yes. for food to be profitable. And so but we had that mentality that, oh well, somebody is a six figure person and they got there since yes. yesterday. So I can do it too. And Believe and I'm me. smart. Yeah. I'm smarter. I got my degrees oh, yeah. and all that. Right. And, and yeah. I have this network. I've got this connection, right? Yes. You know, you've yes. got all those and you, and you need those things. You need to be smart. You need to be yes. diligent. You need to be talented. You need all those things. But you also need to just put in the work. Mm-hmm. Put in the work, and so what? What do you say? You know, this is this is just a great niche that you've developed here. You know, as far as helping people build their businesses while they launch. You know, what what do you suggest or recommend people do? You know, um, while they're launching their business, what are some of the things that you know they need to to make sure is in place before they actually walk away from their job? Well, you know, one of the great things about having a day job, and I call it, you know, you're being a fundraiser, right? You're mm-hmm. raising funds. To That's raising those funds, right? I love <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, is that it really does provide you the opportunity to do a couple things. First, you got to do some research. You know, you have mm-hmm. to be able to answer those four questions we talked about and answer them really well and mm-hmm. confidently and then test it out. You know, another thing having your day job allows you to do is it allows you to learn. If you you know, if you really suck at marketing and sales <laughs> and you've got that department in your company, you need to start hanging around the sales and marketing people. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most companies have online libraries where they've already paid somebody to mm-hmm. have a whole bunch of courses. You need to start plugging into some of those courses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? around sales, around marketing, around business planning, around product development, all of those things. You need to start taking advantage of those kind of things and those opportunities to develop. You need to build your network, and you need to get your own visibility and credibility, especially in an online environment. You need to start that now. Right, right. right. Why, why, why is that important? You know, I, I know our audience, a lot of people are new to online, and but there are some that, you know, those are new. They may not understand why they need to do that. Just kind of elaborate a little bit more on that. Well, you know, what I say is, where's your audience? Mm-hmm. You know, if your audience is on Facebook, if your audience is on Twitter or LinkedIn, then you need to have a presence there and be developing relationships there as well. Now, mm-hmm. it could be, it could just be that you have a market that doesn't use anything online at all. Mm-hmm. That's true. And That's I, don't, true. I haven't come across that one yet. Right. <laughs> okay? But So if your audience is there, 
you know, you need to be there. And especially if you're launching while working, you know, the way now with mobile technology, you know, you've got a 15-minute break, you've got a lunch break, that's perfect time for you to blog, for you to connect to people, for you to look up and do research. And that's another huge thing about technology. There is no question that you cannot answer today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. using oh technology. My. Oh, right? my. So, so there's yes. no excuse from LinkedIn. If you want to find out how somebody got to where they are, look at their, you know, their job history in LinkedIn. Look mm-hmm. at the task they did. Look at what, you know, work they've done in their community, in their business, in their career, so that you mm-hmm. can get a sense of what you need to do for yourself. So that's why I think social media is one of the, the greatest things you can leverage, especially if you're launching or working, because you can do it whenever and wherever. It gives mm-hmm. you access to so many people, to ideas and to information and even connections. Mm-hmm. Right, and those are the things that you need to propel you forward. Now, now that is so true, Ty. Now, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio, and our very special guest is Ty Goodwin. She is the founder and creator of Launch While Working. I love it. That's launchwhileworking.com. You definitely got to go to her site and check it out. She has some great tips there, and she also does a show on the Blog Talk Network as well. Now, Ty, you, you, we did talk a little bit about this with people who, you know, you said they need to find out what their passion is, what is their niche, what do they, you know, they need to focus on. What if you have that person that has more than one business idea? What do you suggest for them while they are working? Um, how should they handle that? Oh, that's one of my favorite things to talk about because I am one of those people, Deborah. Uh, and there's actually a term for what we have or who we are. So um, we can be called renaissance souls, multi-potentials, multi-passionate people. When you've got a lot of things that you are, that you love to do, and it's like, well, I can't just choose one. Well, yeah. let me give you the good news and then the bad news and then some more good news. Okay. <laughs> So the good news is you don't have to choose just one. Right. Right? Right. The bad news is you're going to find a lot of people that will tell you that you have to choose just one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the even better news is this. You don't have to just choose just one all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, you know, I help people with social media, right? So mm-hmm. I do a lot of social media coaching and, and training. Um, but I targeted that social media to the same audience that I was coaching around launching while working, right? right? So I'm able to tie that. So I cannot just help you figure out what your plan is. I can also help you figure out strategically how to get out there and get your message out. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to tie those two things together. Now, I've mm-hmm. got a couple of other pots, you know, that I get to play in. And what I've done is I've kind of limited my pot. So there's another project I'm working on because I love to read. I love books. And so mm-hmm. I've got a book review project. So mm-hmm. The good news is, you you know, you don't have to choose just one. People are going to try to tell you to do it, but what you want to do is you want to have a plan. You can't do right. ten things at once and do it well. Right, right, um, right. Figure out how many pots you can play in and do it well and then partner with other people to make right. it happen. Right, and I think the biggest thing here is timing. You know, timing is everything. Uh, 
I look at someone like, um, let's say, the Jay-Z's or the P. Diddy's, you know, uh, or Puffy. I mean, especially Puffy. He has a whole list of things that he does. And I'm sure, like many of us, we're all entrepreneurs, and we all entrepreneurs. That's one of the main traits. We have ideas. We're full of ideas. But you're not always able to launch them all at the same time. It just it doesn't mean that you won't be able to do it. But yeah. you know, timing, you know, has to. So you and and then also, I love how you you made sure what you do all interrelates. You know, you make sure that that it can it can serve one another. So it's different from someone who is a carpet cleaner and then you know they run a a pet store. They want to start a pet sitting business at the same time. You know, those mm-hmm. those are two different things. I guess you could probably Absolutely. put that together though, because if you got pets, they're gonna need the carpet clean. <laughs> well, that, well, that is that is true. You know, I, you know, I think you said you know timing is something that's important, and mm-hmm. you also have to figure out what your role needs to be. So, for example, mm-hmm. I may just buy a franchise pet, you know, you know, store. You know, mm-hmm. I have a pet store, you know, that I own, like Pet Zone or something like that. I might own that. And maybe mm-hmm. I do the hands-on work in the carpet cleaning business where I oversee people. But you right. have to figure out what roles you want to play. There's a fantastic mm-hmm. book by Margaret Lobenstein. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, the book is called Renaissance Souls, and mm-hmm. she and this is where I learned this from because I had that struggle for so long with people saying you just got to pick one thing, and I agree right. you have you can't pick one thing at a time, but you also have to know how to have different pots boiling, right? Right. And I, right what I right. say is I've got I've always got three rings, and I'm a real I'm a hell of a ringmaster. Right? And so something's gonna jump out. off. It's like we like Absolutely. to say, <laughs> right? Right. Absolutely. But, but right. in that book, she talks about um, the using the Baskin Robbins. Mm-hmm. You know, method. Mm-hmm. When you go into the store, they give you those little pink spoons, right? Right, and you get to taste the different flavors of what you need or what you like, and uh-huh. that's how you kind of put that that pot together for yourself. And she really does a great job of breaking down your timing so that you take an honest evaluation of how much time you have, what your priorities are, and what are the three things you're going to focus on right now, and right. then you block all that other stuff out until you have more time or opportunity, but what I don't want people to do is feel like, oh, my gosh, I have to wait for a lightning bolt to come out of the sky and tell me what to do. It's <laughs> right. Probably, it's not going to happen, right? Right. So <laughs> if you've got multiple things, you make a decision. What's the lowest hanging fruit? What's going to bring me the most profit right now? What's mm-hmm. the thing I can do most easily right now and make happen and get some traction so I can have confidence to pursue what's next? It really comes down to you being willing to make a decision and not allowing your interests to mm-hmm. keep you from being profitable. Mm-hmm. Now, what was that? Renaissance Souls by Margaret. What was her last name again? Lobenstein. It's L-O-B-E-N-S-T-I-N-E. Okay, S-T-I-N-E. Okay, I just put that in the chat room there. So that's Renaissance Souls by Margaret Lobenstein. Very good. Yeah. Good suggestion there. And we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, you think you have a few uh, minutes? Do you like to share or answer a few questions from our audience today? I would love to, Deborah. Okay, great. Well, you can dial in if you're in the chat room. You can post your questions there for Ty Goodwin. This is a great opportunity while you have her uh, to ask her some questions about launching while working, 
Uh, also, you can dial 347-838-9278. That's 347-838-9278. Press 1 if you're already on the line. Our lines are packed out now. But when you dial in, press 1 so that we know that you have a question for Ty today as well. And we'll be right back after this short commercial break. Thank you again for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters Radio. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your products and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Three women are murdered every day. Around the world, at least one in three women has been or will be abused in her lifetime. It's time to change these statistics. Join Saving Promise, a national grassroots movement that's bringing about real change. Visit www.savingpromise.org to join our One Voice campaign and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Text My Promise to 20222 to make a $5 donation. We need your voice. Together we can live, thrive, and be free of domestic violence. All right, we are live here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. We certainly appreciate all of you all who've downloaded the show and who are logged in right now or listening live. Wow, the lines are packed out. We appreciate you. Thank you as well for joining us via the chat room. You know, our very special guest today is Ty Goodwin. She is the founder and creator of Launch While Working. We've been talking about running your business while you are still employed and preparing, having that exit strategy, even if you're not looking to be an entrepreneur. So, Ty, uh, we do want to be able to take any questions. Again, if you have a question for her, you can dial 347. Our very special guest, Ms. Ty Goodwin. 347-838-9278. Or if you're in the chat room, you can post your question there as well. So, Ty, tell us um, a little bit more about your book. I'm, I'm excited to hear about that Monday morning prep talks. You know, people dread Mondays, but it can actually be a great day. Tell us about that book. Well, you know, that's the exact reason why I started writing pep talks. And these were pep talks I started writing to myself, Deborah. Yes, um, yes. And this was Back when I was a teacher, you know, I taught fifth grade in Baltimore County, Maryland. Okay. I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Sunday nights, I would have, I would literally have anxiety attacks the Sunday night because I dreaded Monday morning so much. Um, I love my students. I'm still connected to some of my students actually on Facebook, if you believe that, from that long time ago. It's been over, what, 15 years. But I love my students. I just did not like the work and the environment, right? In the environment, right, right. Before anybody starts saying she didn't like Baltimore, no, she said she loved her (laughs) students. I love my students. I really care for them. But it's just, you know, a whole lot of bureaucracy, a whole lot of other politics. Right. Yeah, I I just did not like. And so I started writing these pep talks. So uh-huh. fast forward a number of years later, I started sharing the pep talk on Facebook as notes. And then I started writing them um, on my blog. And I would get people that would say, oh, this message really touched me. It helped me so much. Every week I started getting these letters. And so I decided to turn the pep talk into an actual book. And so mm-hmm. the full title is Monday Morning Pep Talks, A Powerful 52-Week Journey 
to more purpose, passion, and prosperity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I know um, one of our listeners, Miss Kimberly, she's in the chat room. Hi, Kimberly. Good, glad to see you there. She is so, so uh, in tune into what you're saying again, and she wants to know, can you repeat those four questions that you said we need to ask ourselves about starting the business again? Absolutely. So the first one, Kimberly, and thanks for listening in today. The first one is, you know, what are you really passionate about? Mm-hmm, right, because mm-hmm, you got to tap mm-hmm. into that. And the second thing is, how can your passion solve a problem? Because mm-hmm, if you can't mm-hmm. solve a problem with it, you don't have a business idea. It's just a hobby. That's and right. And then the third question is, who is willing to pay you to solve that problem? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, that's how you have a revenue stream. And then the last question is, how can you find them? Because you got to be able to market and get your product, service, message, offering in front of them. And if you can't find them, that tells you something that you got a wrong audience or you didn't do your homework. But you got to be able to find those folks and reach them with what you have to offer. Right, right. I love it. I love it. So now we know you, you, you've talked a lot about uh, launching your business while working and just sharing your story. We appreciate you for being so honest and candid uh, today on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Tell us a little bit about how you juggle everything. I mean, obviously you, you're a newlywed. Again, congratulations. You have your beautiful daughter. You're running your business. And how do you juggle all of that, and what do you do to take care of yourself, uh, to be present, so to speak? You know, that's such a great question. I think, you know, I'm I'm working on the being present part. And, you, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, being very mm-hmm. honest, you know, as women, we're used to juggling lots of things. Mm-hmm. And I've enjoyed recently just focusing on being being present and being more in touch with, you know, my breathing, um, Mm -hmm. my mental and emotional state, you know, checking in on those things frequently because, you know, we have to have that kind of stuff in control. We have to be mindful of that. Right. I will say this. Even if you did not have a day job or you were launching a business, you've got to be prepared to put in a lot of hours. Yes. You know, and so it's really important to have a good support system. I am so thankful for my husband. Um, you know, he is super, super supportive um, in, in helping me when I need to go to, you know, networking events or, you know, just letting me stay up later than I probably should and work on something. You know, he's really supportive. And then I've got some family and friends who have been real good encouragement also. So you got to have the right people around you. Um, mm-hmm. And you still have to make time for yourself. You're going to have to find some time to sleep. <laughs> you know, that might be one of the things you have to sacrifice, you know, sometimes. But, you know, you do want to take care of yourself. And I think you have to put it in perspective. Um, you take a look at what you might have to give up now, mm-hmm. you know, based on what reward and outcome you plan to have later. Right. You know, that old adage, you know, you're willing to do today what others won't do so that you can have tomorrow what others won't. You know, it is Absolutely. It's just that simple, that sacrifice, you know, right now. But, you know, there there are ways, like I said, with this technology that we can um, do things and make it a lot easier for us. But, you know, as you mentioned, knowing and taking that time for ourselves, it is so important. And it took me a while to get that because I'm I'm one that's always on the go. I'm a make-it-happen person. But, you know, once I realized that really, really 
truly you can do more when you're well-rested. You can do more when you're much more prepared. You've been rejuvenated than you can when you're burnt out. So <laughs> you've got to find something daily to do for yourself. Uh, it's well, just it's, go ahead. Well, you, you also have to invest in your business as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. part of investing means that you don't try to do everything yourself. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. find the right partners, and, you know, people talk about outsourcing and delegating or even just partnering with other people. You know, right. I'm putting together a, a coaching program, and I actually am working with someone who's helping me create the enrollment process for that and right, all that right. action that goes along with that because I could have stressed out and did it myself, but you right. know what, I'm working I'm working with someone. I'm getting that support that way, and that's mm-hmm. a way for me to breathe a little bit instead of trying to juggle one more thing added to my list. Well, you know, that's that's something. We only have a few minutes left on the show, but that's something that can be a real challenge is finding the right people because, I mean, I know I hear that all the time. I've experienced it myself. It's not that you want to do it by yourself, but finding the right people. Mm-hmm. you have any suggestions or tips on that? Uh, and, and finding the right person to perhaps partner with to to help you on that journey. What should people oh, look for? Well, I, at first I think it starts with us. You know, we have to be really clear about what it is we want. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where it gets really hard to find people because if you can't communicate exactly what you need mm-hmm. um, if, and if you don't know what you're looking for, it's really that's hard true. to find the, the right people. And I think, you know, light attracts light. As that's soon as true. you get clarity and you start to really look for what you need and you really want to be open to it, I think you start to find the right people. But you want to do your homework. You want to, mm-hmm. you know, check in to see what they've done for other people, what mm-hmm. results they've gotten, not just the work they've got on their website, but what mm-hmm. results have they gotten for other people. You know, mm-hmm. we can, anybody can put some stuff online that looks good these days. Right? Mm-hmm, 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 but you've got to be due diligence. You've also got to talk to people, you know, request, you know, background references and those kind of things and talk to people. And, you know, they should be really willing to give you a detailed breakdown of what they're going to be able to do for you and how they're going to help you go from point A to B. You know, if right. you get in trouble and say, I just want somebody to help me create a web page. Well, they can do that, but they need to have a conversation with you about how you want to go from point A to point B, and they need to be able to buy into your vision for that if you're going to right. have a good partnership. Right, right. And that's key. You know, like attracts light and buying into the vision. Got to be able to have someone, like you said, uh, to to be on the same page with you, have the same interests, and can be passionate about what you're passionate about. You know, even if it's not for them, they can still be excited about seeing it come to pass. So that is yeah. that is so important because, you know, the big picture is everything. It is absolutely everything um, for an entrepreneur. Well, I tell you, we this time has gone by so fast <laughs> as it always does. We have to have you back on again in the future. And I just want to say congratulations to you and thank you so much for answering the call and doing the great work that you are doing in helping business owners launch while working. Just with 90 seconds left in the show, what would you like to leave our audience with today, Ty? 
Well, first, Deborah, I want to say thank you for inviting me or having me on as a guest. It's been an absolute pleasure. You know, to your audience, I want to just let them know that you're not alone. You know, if you've got that vision, that mission, that purpose and passion that's in you and you want to get it out, you are not alone. There are hundreds of thousands of people who are making a choice every day to work out their purpose and passion and make some choices so that they can make it happen. Um, and one of those places, we actually have a group on Facebook, um, a launch ball working group that's a private group for people who are just like you. If you've got a day job and you've got a part-time business or side hustle, I invite you to come hang out with us on Facebook. Mhm, mhm. And give them give them your website information and contact information real quick. Sure, you can find us at launchwhileworking.com. That's the website on Blog Talk Radio. We're at Launch Talk with Ty Goodwin. You can check that out as well. And you can also follow Launch Talk or Ty Goodwin on Twitter. Those are all the different ways you can connect with the Launch While Working, or as I like to call it, the Employedpreneur Community. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, again, thank you for joining us today. And to all our dynamic listeners, we appreciate you so much. And those in the chat room and everybody that dialed into the show, we look forward to hearing and having you with us next week as we have another phenomenal guest as promised to you. And as always, you and yours, the best of everything great. See you next week. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for another positively impacting show next week. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Wealthy Sisters and on the web at WealthySistersRadio.com. The opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our hosts, staff, or partners of our Wealthy Sisters Radio.